Hi, I'm Caroline Carey, and you know, I'm always inspired by other people's life stories. So I listen for the soul journey that is interwoven between each individual's experiences throughout their life. Join me to hear for yourself how each narrative becomes a transformative and inspiring message for us all. Enjoy the podcasts. Hi, everyone. Today I thought I'd share my voice. I've got lots of podcasts to put up here, but I'm not going to leave myself out, eh? I've been really fascinated just lately with hearing about so many people discussing the purpose that we each hold, that we have, that is innate within us and how important it is for us to find it. And some of the, some of the, the chats I've been listening to, podcasts and uh, even some films and documentaries have been talking about longevity and vitality and health and how if we don't have purpose, particularly as we age, particularly as we arrive at the second half of life, and particularly as elders, then it can actually diminish our lives. And yeah, we might not even live so long. I've even heard that said. So it's made me become more and more fascinated with why I do the work that I do, why um, soul purpose is so important to me. And I call it soul purpose because I feel that the purpose that we hold, it's not something necessarily to do with what we've trained in or what we've even loved as a child, although that I think has a big role to play in it. I think it's something we were born with. And a lot of people might say, well, that's a bit woo-woo and it's a bit ancient and it's a bit kind of, you know, new agey, but I, I don't think so. I think the soul is, uh, is, is such an important part of us. And what makes me feel that? Well, maybe because of all the shamanic work that I've done and trying to understand things from a spiritual perspective. And I think it's why I'm so interested in people's stories and listening to what they have to share, particularly from an early age. Because if we're born with a sole purpose, then when's it going to show up, up the most? I imagine it would show up the most when we're children, because it's at that age, at time in our life, where we're so much more connected to the soul, to our sense of innocence. And innocence is very connected to the shamanic nature, to the, um, to the soul, and to that playfulness that we hold. The child has a wonderful imagination. And so that imagination is very uh, connected to what we sense, what we see, what we feel, what we love. And if ever you watch a child playing, you know, they're going to make up all sorts of games and um, have all kinds of imagery that they'll go along with. And so, you know, it's often connected to nature, to animals, um, maybe talking animals, um, yeah, making up people and different places 
And so the imagination is very much alive at that age. And of course, what tends to happen then is that parents, teachers, friends, whoever might be saying things like, that's just your imagination, that's not real. But to the child, it is real. But what happens then is when we're told it's not real, it's very, very easy for us to start shutting that part of us down. And, and if that part of us is shut down, um, then we're not going to expand that curiosity, that imaginative nature throughout our adulthood. So it's lost unless we can do something to regenerate it and to you know, give it a bit more life. So if, if that doesn't happen, then the idea of imaging or imagining something new into our life or the, the potential of what we can source for ourselves is also lost. But I would always work with people in a way that I take them back to their childhood. I ask them what they loved to do as a little child, what was important for them, and what did they literally love? And has that been lost now? Or um, is it still with them on some level? Um, and if they were to write a story about it, what would that be? Could they reclaim some of that? I'm big into writing our story. I've written my book, Misguided Angel, available on Amazon, the, re the revisiting of it, because um, I've written it twice. And um, I encourage people to write their story, whether they're going to publish it or not, is a whole other thing. Yeah, that's totally personal. But just writing it can help us to tap back into some of those significant moments in our childhood that are really important to us. And we get to see and sense something that we might have forgotten. And if we've forgotten it, then we might ask ourselves why that is. And if we were to tap back into it, could it be really important to us today? So this is part of the journey that we follow to recognize our story, to gather the information from it, to start to see what's important to remember about it and to see if we can bring some of those qualities back into our life now. How would that be? And there are different aspects of the story we might want to look at, like the leaving home story. That's an important one because we have a lot of rites of passage uh, to work through, but the leaving home story is often left out. What does it really mean to leave home? And how did we leave home? Or did we? Um, you know, so having a look at that and writing a story about that and did it have its rite of passage? And once we've got all the information from childhood, then we start to go more in depth with it and get creative with it. So I encourage a lot of creativity. So hands-on making things, um, structuring things, maybe drawing, um, maybe crafting things, but particularly starting to map out our life journey because we want to see those significant moments in a timeline that actually helps us to identify the blueprint of our life. When we can see that, uh, we can start to look at some of the wounds that we've experienced 
and we can turn those wounds from being victim to them into being some part of our life that, that we can be creative with and that is going to enable us to explore our purpose. We find solutions for the wounds. And if we have solutions for those wounds, usually very first created from what we loved as a child, then, um, yeah, then we're, we're starting to recognize what our purpose is. And once we've explored that, once we've started to create from that place and we've brought ourselves into what I call the thespian, which is the actor of life, uh, to bring that a little bit more fully onto the stage of the world and said, here I am, this is what I'm carrying, this is what I understand about myself. And then literally, like bringing that to the world in whatever form, whatever our, our delivery system, what is it, what way can I bring this to my community or the environment or to individuals? How would it be to be able to share this with others? And we might need to look at that a little bit more clearly and it might be a struggle to bring that through we might actually find it difficult to be able to bring ourselves out more fully we know what we've got we know what the solution is we know what the the modality is that we're offering um but or, or the story in fact or the, the book the story of our life whatever it is and then yeah it, it takes some doing to be able to step out and say, here I am. So what do we need specifically for that? Because we can often go in two ways. One is of total abdication and, and we just let it go and we just can't face the struggle that it takes to do some of that. Um, or we can go into that kind of grandiosity or craziness where we're just forcing something to happen and pushing it and not really giving it a chance to percolate and find its own way. So there's a lack of trust there. We think we've got to do all the work and we haven't always. Sometimes we've just got to sit back, let spirit, let God come into the picture and trust that it will be there in the right time, at the right time. And, and also not to try and do these things alone. Sometimes we just have to find support, encouragement, connection community without that it can be quite difficult to move forward and then there's there's archetypal qualities that we might want to bring through to make sure that we don't abdicate to make sure that we don't become too grandiose with it or too forceful with it and um, and always trust that whatever it is we create it's there for those who follow it's there for the children so what is my primary concern with what it is I'm bringing into the world is it for me only or is it for those who follow is it for the good of the children we might want to ask ourselves that so um yeah I think sole purpose purpose um, I think getting to know who we are what our offering is the message we're leaving for the world um and for others and for our communities is vitally important it will help us to be healthier, will help us to have more vitality, it will give us that juice for life um, and that, that longevity for being here, being present 
knowing that we have an important role to play in our lives will make all the difference to how we live on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, are you in service to the greater good? Are you being in service to your communities? And uh, how does that feel today? Yeah. So, yeah, you might like to join us sometime to take a further exploration. That's me for now. And um, look forward to hearing from you and anything you'd like to share with me. Okay, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker. My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.